Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. It's Tuesday, January 1st, 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. And you'll notice that I took last week off for Christmas, and I'm sorry if you missed me, but there wasn't a whole lot to talk about other than what we're going to really talk about this week. So I figured everybody was busy with holiday stuff, and so here we are. It's a new year, it's a new day, and let's go. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the big event of the week, which is the solar eclipse. And the eclipse is a new moon, of course, because it's solar. It means the sun and the moon are conjunct in the same place at the same time. And this time it's in Capricorn because, as you know, we are in the Capricorn time of the year. And this will start with the moon entering Capricorn on Friday afternoon on the East Coast. Um, and the actual eclipse occurs at 8.28 p.m. If you live on the East Coast, it will be 7.28 p.m. where I am in beautiful Costa Rica. And it's 15 degrees of Capricorn, 25 minutes. And what that means is it's really smack in the middle of the sign. So if you are a Capricorn and you are born around these next couple days, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you are going to definitely feel this eclipse because it will be on your sun. And... This is an interesting, interesting eclipse, and I did talk about it a little bit before, but let's talk about it again because it's here. And we astrologers, what we do is we look at the eclipse itself, and we also look at the chart for the time of the eclipse. And so when we do that, it produces an astrological event like any other event, whether it's uh, something like you're going to start your business or your own birth or anything that can be considered a particular time. So the event here is that the sun and the moon are conjunct. And so, yes, it's uh, next to the node, not far from the node, which is the south node in Capricorn. So this is a south node eclipse. More or less, it's not very close to the south node, but generally speaking, that's what we would call this. So in the meantime, we know that also there are other planets living in Capricorn at the moment. And one of those planets is Saturn which is the ruler of Capricorn. And the other planet is Pluto, but we've talked about Pluto and Capricorn since 2008. And so with these two planets in Capricorn, they create what I'm calling an eclipse sandwich. So Saturn comes first because Saturn will be about uh, 11, 12 degrees. And then comes the eclipse, which is at 15 degrees. And then there's Pluto on the other side of the eclipse at 20 degrees. So if we were to draw it out, we would have Saturn next to the moon and the sun and then Pluto. And so what this is, you know, it's like an eclipse sandwich, I say, because it's in between Saturn and Pluto and it's sort of, you know, sort of on uh, their bookending the eclipse. And we also have a term called besieged. And that means that the sun and the moon are the lights and they are uh, surrounded by two heavy duty planets. Now, Saturn is the, ruler of Capricorn, as I mentioned, and it's the planet of structure, and it's the planet of um, discipline and duty and responsibility, and it's where we are responsible in our lives and where we need to be responsible, and it's also where we have to break through our own fears and anxieties to get to the good stuff in our lives. Everybody has a Saturn. Everybody lives with Saturn somewhere in their chart, and everybody has to deal with Saturn at one point in their life. Sometimes, you know, we'd like to avoid Saturn, but <laughs> we really do need to connect with Saturn, understand Saturn, 
because Saturn really gives us achievement and success and a crystallization of things. Things don't come to fruition without Saturn because Saturn is sort of the concretizing of something you want, whether it's a wish fulfilled, whether it's a job, whether it's more money, it's something that you want to see have in your hand. So with Saturn, we are always asked to establish boundaries, work hard and be responsible, but also the trick with Saturn is to confront some major uh, event in our life. And usually wherever you have Saturn in your chart is where that event is. So it may be that you have to handle authority differently because you have Saturn in the 10th house. Or maybe your family was always some sort of a responsibility to you because it's in the fourth house. You have Saturn in the fourth house. So when we have an eclipse that's close to Saturn, it highlights Saturn in the sky. Now, this is Saturn in the sky we're talking about. So we each have a personal Saturn we're born with, and then there's Saturn in Capricorn right now. And somewhere in your chart, you have Capricorn, and that is where Saturn is visiting right now, and Pluto as well. So when the eclipse hits that area of each of our charts, it's going to bring Saturn and Pluto with it. Now, what's going to start happening is Saturn and Pluto are going to start conjuncting each other. They are going to get very close in this year of 2019. They're going to be about three degrees apart, maybe two degrees apart at certain times. But the exact conjunction will not happen until January 2020. However, if you have something born this year, a child, a business, or something, that's going to have Saturn and Pluto conjunct in its astrological birth chart. And to my estimation, that's a, that's a conjunction. Two degrees is a conjunction. We're going to feel it. We're not necessarily going to feel it in the particulars maybe until January of next year, but we are going to be dealing with it. I believe that this eclipse is the initiation of that process because we're going to be having Saturn and Pluto traveling together, close and then not close, all of 2019, and then the same thing in 2020. They'll separate, but they also really come together together you know, at different moments, very close. But the only conjunction will be January 12th of next year, which is kind of good. Sometimes these transits happen and, you know, it's three times. <laughs> they get conjuncted. It's very powerful and very intense. Um, <clears throat> what do Saturn and Pluto mean when they're together? Well, we talked about Saturn and its, its responsibility, its duty. And Pluto, which is the planet of transformation. And it's, Pluto is about sort of owning your darkness, going into the darkness of your, of your consciousness and shining a light there and then opening the door. And so once you open the door to the mystery of the darkness or the, the unclaimed power that you have, uh, you know, we shine a light on darkness and it no longer has power over us. So we're afraid to use our power in some way. We go in and we work with Pluto and Saturn and Pluto together can be extraordinarily resilient and it will make us more resilient. And the people born with Saturn and Pluto will be very resilient. A conjunction is a blending of the two energies. My feeling is for those of us living on the earth right now and going to deal with this is that we have some particular transformation, Pluto, for each of us to work through that could potentially change our whole lives. And Saturn going there could really, connecting with Pluto could really help us absolutely uncover what that particular is. And the challenge here is that we get through Saturn's responsibilities and fears and anxieties and whatever Saturn hands us to acknowledge the transformation. 
There are going to be tests because that's what these planets do. We get tested. The last time they were together was 1983 or so. And they conjunct a few times. That was the end of Libra and then the beginning of Scorpio. But so they were, you know, they brought, ushered in some certain nuance of, to everyone's life at that point. And many times it's such a real turning point for someone. I can't say that Saturn and Pluto conjunct and nothing happens. <laughs> they oppose, something happens. They, they conjunct, something happens. And usually when they do conjunct, we have noticeable changes in the culture, but also noticeable changes in our lives. And so what we do is we work with them and we become very, very conscious of what we're doing. So Saturn's going to say, hey, you know, you can have this transformation, but you got to work through these three things to get to that transformation. And usually somebody's dangling a carrot in front of us. And in order to grab that carrot and own it and use it in our life, and it could be very valuable because it's in Capricorn and this is very very, um, this could be career oriented. This could be something really big for someone. Um, you know, when you get that carrot dangled in front of you, you're going to have to work through something to get to the carrot and it's going to transform your life. It may be something completely pleasant. And then, you know, the fear part of it or the working through part of it is going to take some real, you know, elbow grease, and I mean emotional, psychological elbow grease. Maybe this is, you know, you're building a business, and this is how you have to work with the energy. It's like you're building that business, and you're, and you just got to, you know, there's going to be moments when you say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I just, it's not worth it. And you'll decide. Maybe something won't be worth it. Maybe you'll say, you know what, this isn't the way to do the business. We've got to do it a different way. Or, you know what, I'm not ready to do this business now. Um, maybe it's not the right time. But I can tell you, whatever you build in this time is going to have resilience like you've never seen in your life because this is Capricorn and this is Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn. And this, you know, hasn't happened in hundreds and hundreds of years. So we're getting a special visit here. And I don't think it's going to be simple. I don't think it's going to be straightforward. But when you are confronting a fear, the rule is to go through it. The rule is to open it up, embrace it, and just say, hey, you know, I've got to just go through this. And it might bring, you know, other surprises along with it. It might bring some extraordinary rewards. And I do believe if we work through this, each of us in our own life, with our own personal stuff, this is something that's going to bring some very great personal rewards. We can't back down. We cannot allow some fear that we've held our whole life to rule us. We have to own our power. We have to work with the energy and we're probably going to start getting some, you know, some particulars about what this is once this eclipse occurs. So I don't know, you know, you'll know more this week. Um, this is a, this is a very powerful eclipse and there are other things alongside it that are actually going to give us some good juju. So one of the things is that the eclipse will be sextile Neptune. And sextiles are a smooth aspect. Neptune is the planet of healing. Neptune is the planet of seeing beyond the veil. We're going to get some clear picture of what we might need to do, what we might need to do. When Neptune uh, aspects, you know, the, the eclipse aspects Neptune, 
we're going to get to see some real um, positive things that will be benefited, will benefit from, from the eclipse. And we're going to get some enlightenment about it. The other thing is that Jupiter is in its own sign of Sagittarius, and that's going to help us a whole lot here because Jupiter really is the greater benefic, and it's going to support us in this journey. And whatever it is we need to do, <clears throat> we'll you know, have the support of Jupiter and the hope and the optimism and the universe is on our side and the protection, <clears throat> the protection of Jupiter in Aquarius. Um, I'm sorry, not Aquarius, <laughs> Sagittarius, our own, our own, its own sign. So Jupiter really bringing us that incredible feeling of protection. Now, what's going to happen um, earlier the day before on Friday is that Mercury is going to go into Capricorn later that evening. And Mercury going into Capricorn is another support. Like Mercury, you know, that's the plan of communication and intellect. And we're going to make some smart decisions with this. And it's very good that we would have Mercury. It's a supportive aspect. Mercury will have tried Uranus earlier that day. So it's still going to be in, in a trine aspect of Uranus. So there's a, there's a real sense of like knowledge and knowing what to do and using your smarts. And it's actually very clever time. So, so I think we're going to get a lot of support here. And this is a very pleasant, um, you know, Neptune sextile, Jupiter in its own sign, good Mercury. Um, it's not... It's not going to be like, wow, that was a breeze. <laughs> but I think we're going to get some real strong insights, and that's going to be very important. The other thing is that um, this is the beginning of the eclipse. So there's another eclipse on the 21st. That's a lunar eclipse. So there's always a solar and a lunar. And as long as we have, you know, two of them, so they sort of come in pairs and they, their energy is often are part one and part two. We often, I don't think there's too many different stories, but it's usually a continuation of the same story. But more on that eclipse when we get closer. In the meantime, Uranus, the other big event, is that Uranus is the only planet that's been retrograde, and now it's going to go direct on Sunday the 6th. So the day after the eclipse, we have a Uranus station direct. And so the Uranus, Uranus is stationing now. It's in our planet. It's now at the last vestiges of Aries, and this is it. This is the last station direct in Aries. So it's at 28 degrees. It's going to go direct, and then it's going to start making its way out of Aries into Taurus. And this is going to happen in March. Uranus will go back into Taurus in March and stay there. So this is the last station direct of Uranus um, in Aries for the next 84 years. And so this is really quite a big weekend. <laughs> Um, I do feel like we'll get through this. I do feel like we have lots of good things to learn and be open. The most important thing is, you know, it's Uranus too. With Uranus, it's always about the unexpected. Be open. You don't know what you're going to see. You don't know what you're going to find. You don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea, especially with Uranus. You could have 23 things lined up on your pad saying, these are the things that are going to happen that could potentially happen. It'll be the one you don't write down. <laughs> Anyway, um, so that's, it's an interesting, an interesting few days ahead. The sun will conjunct Saturn um, in the wee hours of tomorrow morning, the second, and that is before 
uh, the eclipse. It's a few days before the eclipse. So the, the energy, we're going to start understanding the energy a little bit tomorrow. And the moon moves into Sagittarius tomorrow. It's in Scorpio void now. It will move into Sagittarius, stay there the next couple days. It'll conjunct Jupiter on Thursday. These are all good things. And then it'll move into Capricorn on Friday, ready for the eclipse. Um, it will remain in Capricorn on Sunday. It will be then moving into Aquarius on Monday. And that's where it's going to stay. The wee hours of Monday morning, that's where it's going to stay for a few days. So in the meantime, Mars has moved into Aries. As of New Year's Eve, Mars moved into Aries. And it's in its own sign as well. So this is good energy also for the eclipse time. Mars is going to stay in Aries all of January and half of February before it moves in Taurus. So this is great. Mars is really moving now. You know, it was in Aquarius for six months, and then it finally moved into Pisces and left. And, you know, Mars and Pisces is a little sluggish. Now we've got our energy back. It's a new year. It's a new day. We have Mars back in Aries in its own sign for the next month and a half. And that's really ambitious, competitive. It's good and fiery. We have a lot of fire in the sky right now with Jupiter and Sag, Mars and Aries, and um, Mercury still in Sag for the next couple of days. And then next week on Monday, Venus will go into Sagittarius. So this is great. Um, we're really having some good fiery energy. This It won't allow us to wallow <laughs> in any sort of eclipse things. It won't allow us to wallow. It will get us moving and, and like, well, with a sort of, I can do this attitude. I can do that. I can make this happen. So I'll need to, you know, get it together and make these, make these things happen. So that's okay. Um, we will see, um, you know, a lot of fiery energy. There's not much air in the sky and there's not going to be much air in the sky with the exception of the moon going into Aquarius early next week. We really aren't going to see much of the air in the sky. Um, we've got water, we've got fire, we have earth for sure, but not until the sun really goes into Aquarius and then Mercury goes into Aquarius both later this month. So it isn't about words right now, it's about action. You know, Mars is in Aries, Jupiter is in Sag, they're their own dignities. Let's use this positive energy towards you know, getting through the eclipse and understanding what we're going to be working with over these next couple of years. Um, in the meantime, we've got the Uranus station direct. We've got uh, the Sun and Saturn, and all this earthy energy is highly productive. So I, I see this as a productive time. We've got fire planets, we've got earth planets in abundance, and we have a little bit of water, but really it's that fire and earth that's making us go, go, go. And when we start like taking initiative, it's, you know, it's all about really being motivated and saying, I can, I can handle this. One of the things that we should look forward to with this eclipse is that we are going to get a real, this is a good time to start something, you know, because it's, it's a conjunction of a solar eclipse and you know, usually we like to start things on the new moon. That's the time to start something new. But if you start something now, <laughs> like a project or something, with your with this powerful eclipse, you know, on I would say within the days of the eclipse, 
usually eclipses between eclipses isn't the best time to start something initiate uh, like something brand new but you know at this eclipse it's so powerful since it's solar i would say like within the day or so of the eclipse two days you want to do what you need to do that's going to initiate something um so whatever you might be feeling in these next few days you will probably start feeling a lot of these eclipse this eclipse energy i started feeling it a couple weeks ago when that full moon occurred and it opened the door to the eclipse period um you should you know not hide under the covers <laughs> the eclipse is not making any real difficult aspects to any of the other planets it is you know there's enough there there's going to be uh, five planets of Capricorn. <laughs> so this is a very industrious energy. <laughs> this is really something where we have to initiate and, you know, take the bull by the horns or take the goat by the horns <laughs> in this respect and, and really start working with the energies that are available to us. Um, so plan something, do something. And, you know, it's a really good thing to do, especially with this eclipse. Write yourself a manifestation statement. What do you want to manifest? This is such a manifestation eclipse because there's so much earth energy and there's so much power in it. And what do you want to see happen for you over the next two years? What do you want to manifest in your life? A bigger house, a bigger job, a better business, a happy lifestyle, um, scaling it down and moving someplace beautiful. Um, you know, do you want to have another child? What is it? What is it that you want to manifest? Think about it. Write yourself a manifestation statement and put it in the present. Whenever you write a manifestation statement, you write it. I have a beautiful new home, blah, blah, blah. I have a great job that I love going to every day. Whatever it is, it's as if you have it right now. And read it every day until you see that happen in your life. And so when you work with manifestation techniques you want to encourage the energy as if it's already happening it's already in your life so no i want to build a house in the country blah 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 no you have to say i have a house in the country um, i have built a house in the country um i have a great new job so when we're working with manifestation it's good to write it down and do a new moon ritual the, the new moon is that evening on saturday evening light a candle write your statement, and also flush out anything you want to get rid of. So maybe there are things from 2018, and this is when it really begins the new year, flush out what you don't want from 2018. What, what is it that you wanted, or whatever, however many years, could be the last 10 years, write something down that you don't want anymore from your life and burn it. You know, write down the things, all the X's, all the old jobs, all the, you know, pain in the neck people or pain in the neck situations, burn it. <laughs> and then um, write your manifestation statement and, you know, put it under your candle and, and you know, read it every day and make sure that you um, notice things change. Remember to notice what's different, not what's the same. You want to notice everything that's coming in and noticing that, what you've asked for is coming because we're manifesting all the time, all the time. So we might as well manifest exactly what we want, right? And that's about it. Big, exciting week. We have an eclipse and 
then we're going to have Venus finally leaving Scorpio on Monday and going into Sagittarius. She's been in Scorpio since September. Thank goodness. Some more fiery, fresh energy. We've got Uranus going direct. We've got some good, powerful juju happening. So take advantage of it. Use it. Get excited about it. And don't back away. If something, here's the key. If something shows up and you're saying, mm, I don't know if I can do this. You have to say, I can do this. Absolutely. Mars is in Aries. You can do it. Jupiter's in Sag. You can do it. Okay? Thank you for listening. This is Deb McBride. My website is debmcbride.com. I have Instagram and Twitter. My feeds are at Deb Astrology. And if you would like a session, please contact me, deb at debmcbride.com. And we can set up a session. Thank you and have a beautiful eclipse.